Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely submissions from all over on the internet and we turn those into the next AAA titles. Hey, everybody, I am Blake Rea, and I have terrible news, AJ. We've uh, we've heard from the higher ups, the ye- the, 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 the the higher ups that run everything of, of gaming, the powers uh, that be. Uh, we have not made a cool game that shouldn't be made. Uh, Dodgeball DNA, Cat Girl Chipotle, Fast and Loose, KFC Hunger. Do you think those are games that shouldn't be made, AJ? Tragically, no. Those we- are very good games that should be made. I have not stopped thinking about Cat Girl Chipotle. I've had fan <laughs> requests about Cat Girl Chipotle. I've seen like people cannot stop talking about it. I've seen t-shirts. Being I've seen designed. hypothetical fan art of Cat Girl Chipotle. I've seen real fan art for Catgirl Chipotle. <laughs> so we have a quota we need to meet this week, AJ, if because uh, we we uh, canceled canceled our 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 podcast is on the line here. You and I this week we have, have to really put some stink to, on it. We have to put some stink on it this week and make a game that should fucking should. We have never, to make a game that cannot be made. We need to go back made. to like the old days. Like we need like something like John the Cena's marketing campaign. <laughs> Oh shit! Are we already getting to that point? Like back in the old days, like it, 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 like like how the how people treated Game Grumps is like Game Grumps used to be good, but now they're terrible. Yeah, well, have we have we, re- have we reached that point within a year and and four months? Yes, I have. Months? You know that was also part of the Catgirl Chipotle fan art that I saw. I saw the Catgirl Chipotle fan art, and then I saw it captioned. They just don't make them like they used to anymore. <laughs> oh. I'll- Actually, before we get into anything, can I share with you a very funny drinking game idea I had? Yeah, give me your fun drinking game idea. (laughs) Because this is a a game podcast. So I was going through, uh, I was playing, by the way, Hunt, The Hunt Showdown, fantastic fucking game. I was listening to some like Nirvana music. And I was like, I'm like, I'm always interested to see what people say in the credits because, you know, are they going to be discussing like the history of the band or whatever? Um, the top comment was they don't make music like they used to. And that got me thinking. I went to a bunch of other, you know, songs from the 90s, early 2000s, so like Smash Mouth, Sugar Ray, whatever. Um, and all of them within the top couple of comments had <laughs> the fucking dumb pompous thing of they don't make music like they used to and i thought what if i just turn this into a drinking game and that's how i die i die <laughs> because... by listening to like the classic rock that like our, I, our dad showed us or that we grew up with on like kroq yeah and then just fucking just drink myself into oblivion because people can't respect good ass music today people, hey like they just don't make them like they used to you can go eat a bag of bag of phallics okay you know what they don't make like they used to though what radio djs okay that's fair but that's primarily because i mean actually wait fuck you podcasting there's so no, many people like that it, podcasting no. isn't the same you know that i'm not coming in here with like the same heat and energy that a radio dj comes in with i don't know man like i would listen to you just talk like i'd watch you stream don't you stream no i don't stream I-, I thought you were streaming. All right. Either way, tried, it's a very I tried to stream thing. one time, and I got locked into a 45-minute <laughs> loop of the Ninjala opening, oh, yeah, and it funny. sucked shit, and <laughs> it was really so... bad, and then I played Animal Crossing for a little bit. I would not count that as a stream, okay? That was a train wreck. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a long, it was a long waiting room game. <laughs> but uh, no, man, like, one, 
uh, here in, well, actually they still do have radio people here in LA, but like those two, the two famous guys just got fired, right? Or one of them yeah, got fired and, then, like, and the other uh, one left. Well, there was one where like right when COVID started happening, I remember uh, there was like a group of radio DJs that just like mm-hmm. woke up one morning and they were like emailed by their bosses and they're like, hey, don't come in. Your job's done. You're ju- you're done. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I think that was for KROQ, but I could yeah, be wrong it was, on it that. It was K-Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, it was the two duos that have been doing it for like the better part of like something like 20 years they were radioing. But hey, we're not here to talk about radio hosts. Even though, AJ, you have a silky smooth voice, I would listen to you any day of the week. We are here to talk about bad video games. All right. Submitted from our audience, correct? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to have to come up with those art. So we aren't going to have to like make original content for this, are we? <laughs> You and I are not creative enough to come up with original content. Oh, thank content. God. Okay. <laughs> All right, AJ. You know what, like, my favorite game to play with you is, even though I know you you hate it, but I love playing with you? What's up? Monopoly. Yeah, I hate Monopoly. <laughs> that game sucks shit. Well, uh, no. Call it what you always call it. It's a game for old people. That's what you always call it. You That's call a, it... Like, it I, is a game for old people. I love, pl- I love playing Jeopardy. I love playing Wheel of Fortune. You're also like a million years old. You're an ancient one. Fuck, I am. Actually, ancient one's pretty cool. It's very Cthulhu-esque. This will go to us from Marvelous Mop at Marvelous Mop, a gritty reboot of Monopoly. AJ, I want you to take everything you hate about Monopoly and turn it into some sort of gritty-ass thing. So... Instead of uh, I hate the dumb little pieces. There's dog, there's thumble, there's car, and there's mm-hmm. what's the fourth one? Because I know allegedly you can play this game with four people. There's a pinwheel, thumble, right? Car is the pinwheel. Is like, yeah. How'd they pick those pieces, by the way? Uh, because they all rep. I think they all represented major exports when the game was made. Mm. Yeah, or like where mm. money, where a lot of money was, or like it was significant signifiers of wealth at the time. So you know, did back we in- sell dogs? No, but there was like a lot of fancy people would have fame would have dog shows. Oh, dog shows. My dad used to watch those. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why I had such an instinctual like gut yeah, reaction. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? It's dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I went uh. So <laughs> You know what Monopoly's missing? It's missing actual danger. It's missing like an element of I could walk away from this game not a whole person, either emotionally or physically. So, so what you're I, my, proposing is like, you know, that little knife game where it's like, I have all my fingers, the knife goes chop, chop, chop. But if I da 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 AJ, how the fuck did you get on the same page as me? That is literally that is literally exactly what I was thinking of like anytime you land on chance, it's a game of chance. But like there's some skill involved. So like some of them is you have to go roll you have to like roll dice and like play you have to like play a little side game of dice or whatever like actually gamble with each other and then another <laughs> so another one is you a game want of- monopoly to be a game of saw between friends <laughs> sure all right I think think of all the merch actually and that's a good idea because instead of uh if you play the game you have to uh put on like some sort of bracelet or some sort of like saw-esque device that keeps you locked into the game. It's like it's like a shittier version of Jumanji or Zathura. Like the game doesn't end. <laughs> like you can't escape this game until it is done. But then it's also made by Jigsaw. <laughs> what maybe I love about little, this is maybe the that's situation. A little too gory. Maybe that's a little too gory. Maybe we maybe we dial it back a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's dial it back away from a game of Saw, but still keep that idea that you can leave this game less of a human. Oh God. Okay. Meaning we're playing for pinks. 
If okay. I pick the little car, uh, emo- like not a car emoji, what the fuck is wrong with me? If I pick the little car statue uh-huh. as my little piece, what that is saying is I'm saying, hey, if you're if you able to beat me in Monopoly, I'm gonna give you the pink slip to my car. Oh shit! So depending on what piece you take, dictates a thing that you have to give up. And you, you could declare it otherwise, right? Like, obviously, like, if one person's willing to play and gamble their dog and another one's willing to play and gamble oh. their car, I'm not going to play with some bitch that just offers up, ooh, you can have my grandma's thimble. Fuck off, Jerry. <laughs> my dog's in the game, all right? <laughs> all right. Give me the fuck up. <laughs> okay, so I think our next step here would be figuring out, like, what all of the pieces represent, right? All right, what are some actually, things that okay, are important okay, okay, to okay. us? Okay, all right. So actually, I think that part's not as important because what does a Monopoly look like in this game? Like, because in tradi- traditionally, as you get all the color spaces, then you it's can start the putting... Same, it's the same as normal Monopoly. If you lose all your money and you go bankrupt, you're out of the game and you just have to sit there while all of your friends continue to play Monopoly for four hours, except Which is now you work. have to sit there knowing that you lost your dog. Oh, God. You know, it'd be kind of fun. What if we introduced some sort of element that the people who got kicked out of the game have to experience so maybe if a oh you know it'd be cool it'd be a kind of a cool thing is uh every chance card or what's the other card community chess thing um it's something that you can pass off to a person that is lost but in doing so maybe the person that's out of the game has a chance to get back in the game or a chance to have to give their new friends and uh, new enemies old friends uh, another five dollars fresh out of their wallet oh my god it actually gets real money <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get kicked out of the game but you can't leave okay <laughs> all right I, i'm into it i'm into it all right do you have another game for me let me dig into my good old bag of game subos here I'm drinking a little little mcdonald's coke off on the side and hopefully the mic doesn't pick that up <laughs> this comes from trans artist of the day at trans artists oh yeah a dating sim, but you are a pro wrestler and all interactions with the person you want to date are during a match against them. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Is this a game like a like a video game or is this a game that you actually like an ARG sort of thing? Because I think this I'm, is a normal video game. Really? Because I feel like you can do a fun ARG element with me. With this. Okay, well, stick, if stick, you're stick proposing with, an ARG, you... what you are proposing is the idea of a dating app where when you match with someone, you meet you up with to... them and do a professional wrestling yes. and match. You, and here's the thing. Every date comes with its own official referee. So it's like an Uber driver thing. It's like, okay, I know okay. I'm going to be here. Hey, I have to leave. Hey, Blake, I have to leave the. I have to leave the scene for a minute. Can we rewind three sentences because I just got a little static there? So my internet is not doing it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what I'm saying is, is yes, it is like the dating app. But when you have a date organized, a referee will be dispensed to your location, like an Uber driver or an eat or an Uber eats or something, <laughs> and they will judge it. But the thing is, is you are not allowed if you, uh, fuck, I'm trying to figure out a way where it's like you can't exchange information unless you do a match, unless you like actually fight. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but anytime I have a love interest, I have to wrestle them um, and, you know, probably oh? get, I have to get my ass oh? kicked before I say yes on a date. That's just, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> So, because, okay, stick with me, stick with me. I'm just talking about games, game design here for a second. Uh, a new edition of Warhammer just launched, and the thing that they brought with it 
was this thing called uh uh it's their narrative mode where basically you start out with like a really really small army and using an app or like your journal you with every match you play your army gets to grow in units and they all get scars they all get a little narrative that you build that builds Yo, with your what? army. That sounds dope as yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's really fucking cool, and I think it's. It, I think they're doing it as a way of um, to get new players into it because previously you would have to build like a two thousand point army, which can easily go up to like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. But now well, you can grab like one of their starter start collecting sets, and you're all good to go to play the narrative. Yeah, and they've then, essentially like built a progression system in their action figure in line. a in a ta- in a tabletop. A war game they built a progression system that's pretty nifty actually it's so fucking cool and they also like you know they have an app for it but they also have like a physical handbook where you can like keep track of who got who died but you know they didn't die permanently they just get a scar which can actually affect their abilities in movement or combat or if like they serve so how does this help me wrestle my next bumble date it keeps track of your wins versus your losses and the referee that is it's (laughs) dispensed yeah so it's like i want this to turn into the chaos that was backyard wrestling on like the ps2 or xbox like original like the original xbox like era you know how fucking crazy those backyard wrestling games got I feel like somebody used a chainsaw in one of those, but like in a fun, friendly way. I didn't play the backyard they wrestling. Also, they also game. used weed whackers, which is fucking insanity. <laughs> so maybe that's the thing. So as oh, and this is this is how we make all the dosh, dude. This is how we do it. So by uh, you, putting you in sign our up, user agreement you that weapons. somebody's allowed to hit you with a weed whacker. I mean, yeah, but it's going to be like a fun weed whacker. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, okay. I was worried here that it was like a serious weed whacker, but it's like a fun, silly one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's totally... It's it's the same old Marshall brand's weed whacker, but it's got fun on the label. So, no, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, just taking a page from Warhammer's book, they actually have put Warhammer stores in most cities and all they sell is Warhammer stuff. They make enough money to do that because it's an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. Don't get into it. Um, basically, we set up stores and as the as the players or people are progressing on their dates, they can unlock access to new weapons that they can go to our sweet wrestling store and buy exclusively those weapons. So it could be actual chairs or it could be fun chairs, so they're like foam or something. And then you you go, you can turn, maybe you get coupons or whatever. Like the more wrestling you do, you can like bring your phone in that has a QR code. You can scan it and now you walk out with a full ash functional folding chair. Okay, so let me, I just want to make sure that I understand this on paper. What this is, is you and I each install ARG. this app. Yes. Uh, the submission here had a couple possible names, uh, Heel Turn or uh, K Fobby Bay. Uh, I really like heel turn because I don't ref- get the reference on the second one. You still, you still there, buddy? Uh oh, my call failed. We're back from technical difficulties. Hello, everybody. AJ, That's the mission's done. Made a poopy. <laughs> okay, so with just a quick summary. Quick summary. It's a dating game that a referee is dispensed out to you, and as you progress, you have access to more weapons, and uh. Uh, you can earn dates with that person again. So like you can, you, you have to have enough credits to where you can choose, you can start choosing your dates. So at first it's random and then, so it's like a, it's blind date, but wrestling. 
okay, hold on. That sounds cool. Okay, so it's a blind date app. The app, uh-huh. the app says, hey, based on your weight class, we think that you would be a really good fight for this. I understand that oh. we built this as a wrestling app, but I think we've accidentally created our own Street Fighter Iron Fist Tekken <laughs> tournament. We've created the Iron Fist oh. tournament on accident, <laughs> except holy, now holy they shit, might be, are... can kiss each other. And if they beat AJ. up enough people, they then can use a chair to fight their next person. And we do we do uh, seasonal events. So like on Val- like Valentine's Day month is just a big ass blood sport tournament. <laughs> no murder and, though. We can't have anybody and, murder each other. Well, the blood is like the the blood pumping of of love, you know, because love and blood are like the same thing, right? Sure. I fit <laughs> doesn't make sense, but y- yes, it's it's we're gonna do a tournament of love. Blake, hit me with another submission. I got you another submission. All right, Fish Harlan on Twitter suggests, at Fish Harlan, since Bethesda refuses to make Elder Scrolls 6, make it for them. AJ, I don't know about you, but I've never played an Elder Scrolls game, so, uh, like, I just go by what the, like, the famous mods that I've seen, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, everybody has beards, all the swords pool noodles. Well, for, it the also first has... one you said wasn't a mod, first of all. Wait, no, that's totally a mod. No, everyone just has beards. No, I mean like literally everybody. Yeah. The dragons, the fish, the people. Yeah, dra- everybody has beards. Dragons and beard dragons have beards because they're really old. Duh. The fish have <laughs> beards because they're fish people. Duh. <laughs> See, you know the reason they haven't released Elder Scrolls 6 yet is because and the reason why they decided to do like Fallout has their own mod store you can buy from um, that's all audience created. They are just waiting to accumulate enough mods <laughs> to where they can just combine them all into Elder Scrolls Six. Because people make secret bases, people make their own alternative maps, their own DLC, their own character designs, their own weapons. Elder Scrolls doesn't. I mean, uh, who's Bethesda? Bethesda doesn't have to do shit. AJ, He's the- they just got to wait around to where they can shovel up the best little mod bits, and then now we have Guts Berserk as the main character. Of Elder Scrolls 6. Here's the thing. I think you're right because I wouldn't be surprised. Like, people can't make money off of those mods when they're being sold on, like, no. the PlayStation Marketplace or the Xbox Marketplace. Well, like, uh, it's, those it's are different. Bethesda's I, mods, essentially. Well, yes and no. Because if you get signed to the premium stuff where you actually have to spend money on those mods, I believe they get a cut or they were hired to make that mod in the first place. Are there premium the mods-, mods on the Marketplace? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> have, really? you, have you have you checked out Fallout 4's like paid mod no, stuff? No, I didn't know that you could pay for yeah. the mods. Oh yeah. Whoa. No, it gives you it gives you well, it's like it's kind of cheap. I don't like the mod thing, and we have to adapt this because <laughs> Wait, AJ, what if we flip this on its head? What if we flip this on its head? Okay, I was gonna make I was gonna go into a little discussion about how mod the Fallout 4 mods are cheap. You don't need to buy them. They're not worth it. That's all I wanted to say. Hear me so, out. What if... Uh, no, no, please, please. Okay. Let, I, I have I have a really, really good idea. Uh, we, flip it's on, we flip it on, on its head. So, we release Elder Scrolls 6, and it's just the Malcolm... Like, a just gross, like, like body horror combination of all of the mods from Skyrim 7. Uh-huh, or uh-huh. from Skyrim 7. From Skyrim, from Skyrim 7, yeah. The thing is, is when you combine all of these mods, you know what famously happens? None of them work together, AJ. The game becomes not playable. So out of the gate, 
we released one of the most anticipated games of all time yes, as a complete yes, fucking yes, dumpster yes, fire. Yes. And then we include a paid premium on top of the 60, actually, no, the $70 because PS5 games are going to be $75 now or $70. And then we release a paid thing where they actually have to buy mods, quote, to make the game playable. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Because like we, we offer like a, here's what it is. We, we release the game and it's absolutely shit, right? It, the game it's crashes terrible. itself within 30 it's minutes. Terrible. every time. You, yeah. Like every encounter causes something atrocious to happen. When you cast a spell, it corrupts the data. But it's just fun enough to keep you going. It's just, just actually, you know what? Fuck it's that. We don't need to care enough. about that because it's not I have fun a, enough to you, keep you and I have a friend that doesn't care how playable Skyrim gets when they have mods. The fact that it has Skyrim on the label is enough to make people want to play it. Here's the so way the that fact we that it has, spin it. Uh huh. This the there's a monthly like fee or maybe it's like a premium thing. Ooh, and the way that the way service. that it's its own subscription service and what we cl- claim it as. Hmm is the premium support chain. Okay. Oh, God. This is the team, air quotes, that will be in charge of, like, anytime oh, your game no. crashes, it, like, <laughs> fixes it for you. So we built oh. it so that it still runs like dog shit, except every mm-hmm. way that it can run like dog shit, we've calculated a fix for, like a little hot fix that can happen in-game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So people it's just like a little node that switches... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that when they cast the spell that causes the game to crash, it crashes, a little <laughs> blue screen comes up, and then like Todd comes onto the screen and he says, it just works. And then the green sp- <laughs> the f- screen, <laughs> the blue screen fades away, and the game corrects itself and moves forward. So every 20, 30 minutes, a game-breaking bug will happen, but don't worry, here comes the support chain that you pay monthly for. And Todd comes mm-hmm. in and he fixes the game himself. Don't worry. All right. It just works. But here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. So the seasonal stuff is like I want major game glitches to happen pretty frequently, but I want something really big to happen at all the major moments in the game. So like could there be a thing like when you that meet Parthenax could... 2 sequel to Parthenax? <laughs> He clips. <laughs> I have no fucking clue who Parthenax is. I've <laughs> never touched Elder Scrolls, so you could be literally talking about a small dragon. No, Par- um, Parthenax is a really cool dragon, but when Parthenax 2 sequel to Parthenax comes in and he has like this big <laughs> set piece where he's supposed to land right there in front of you and he says some dope shit to you, he clips right through the floor and goes straight through the ground. And you're like, gee. I would love to continue the main plot line and hear all about Parthenax 2 and Wait, the legend of AJ. the Dragonborns 2 and find out I, about how, like, I too could become a koi fish and swim up a river and become a dragon. AJ, AJ, can I give you a visual that would just be so fucking funny? Absolutely. So, so basically, our main character comes into a canyon and it's surrounded by mountains on all sides you start hearing this roaring thumping like just skyrim standard soundtrack of just heroism and then it goes completely silent and then you get that really really (laughs) that really janky jurassic park sound you know the and (laughs) you know you know like when uh fucking uh no man's sky was dropping they were doing like the jurassic theme against like all of the janky ass like Oh, you're uh, talking about like when people the play the Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park tune on the recorder? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then out from behind the mountain becomes this janky ass, like, clipping dragon. Instead of, like, when it flies, like, it flaps its wings, it just curls in on itself. Yeah, it's like rubber it's just, banding just... <laughs> as it flies through the air. <laughs> Wait, AJ, actually, really quickly, are these glitches also dangerous to the character no like these, i think these these glitches are safe to the character we're not going to kill the character most of the time i don't know i think that could be a fun way because that would give people the illusion that they can do something about it because if the if you could dodge ooh, i just hit my mic one second uh, so what you're proposing is that inside the source code for mm. elder scrolls 6 skyrim 2 Mm-hmm. We've built in a corruption, and if that corruption touches a player, it could end the game. Well, no, what I'm thinking is, is like, um, have you ever played like Fallout 3 and suddenly some of the rubble starts like stretching and it looks like it's just breaking? And if it makes contact with you, it fe- it looks like it actually just melee hit you and you died. Oh. I'm presenting something like that. So like if... You get into the hitbox of Parthenax 2, sequel to Parkinac- Parth- Parkinax. It's park, it's, it's park, like park a car and axe, so Parkinax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if that rubber banding somehow grapples you, it's like an instant kill. But occasionally, occasionally, it doesn't kill you. So like some people start to think they can just brute force their way through this game, but statistically, it's not fucking possible. No, there's so many game breaking bugs. You have to pay. There's so many air quotes game breaking bugs, but you know because of the way that the game's coded, we can't just like give you a hot fix. We have to independently go in and fix everybody's situation one by one. Every time you die, like Dark Souls style, you know, like when you die, it just gives you that big red, you died. <laughs> we just get in big red letters, it just works every time you die. I think that maybe <laughs> <laughs> that or it just says in big red uh-huh. letters, Todd's on his way. Todd's on his way. Oh, God. Wait a second. Are you saying that you're just put on hold? Like if you, if you know that'd be so funny because people would get past it after the like on release date you don't mention any of this and then as soon as the player dies for the first time it will just say Bethesda is on its way they think it's like oh is somebody going to call me is somebody going to text me is somebody going to do this so you just have your player sitting there waiting. <laughs> Waiting for Todd to show up on screen. Waiting for Todd to show up or for somebody to arrive at their house. And then the, the solution is you just got to turn the PS4 on and off again. Or pay and for the you... premium subscription and they can offer the hot fix to you right then. Fish Harlan, is this what you had in mind for like the sequel of, of Skyrim? Skyrim <laughs> wait, 2. I, I know. Wait, I, I need to correct myself. I know Skyrim is not the name of the entire series. It's just like that's the only interaction I've had with Elder Scrolls. I'm going to be honest with you. There's no way that the next Elder Scrolls game does not feel almost exactly like Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Like that's that 
put th- well it didn't put that shit on the map but skyrim completely changed well, the brand forever my thought is like we know how much uh change they put from fallout 4 to fallout 76 and i would not be surprised if they did something <laughs> very similar oh you're you're doing more of like it's not necessarily that they found a formula that they liked and kept it it's they were too lazy to develop another formula yeah it wasn't so much like <laughs> oh if it ain't broke don't fix it it's more like uh, it, it, it ain't broke but it's about to be. <laughs> That's what we put on the box art. It, it wasn't broke, but it's about to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have another. You have another game because I also, I have a nug inbound. Oh, you... actually, that might also be nug potential. Um, Skyrim, Skyrim, the glitching. I don't think I'm seeing anything that's a nug. Well, give me just give me a fun ha ha joke game. We get plenty of those every week from our lovely people on Twitter and on Reddit. And I want to show some love because actually, side note, we are getting to the point like it's so weird to think about, but like or in betweens like episode one to episode 20, maybe a little bit further than that, we would very rarely get too many submissions that we couldn't all go over in one episode. We're at this point now where like we can only use, we get like something like 40 submissions in a week and we can only sometimes use like five of them, five or six of them. So the fact that you guys are like coming through for us like that. Is like, ah, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it's really amazing. And it's so cool to see this, like, keep on growing. Yeah, no, I just like it's. And honestly, it gives me like laughs throughout the week because like we get most of you guys give us submissions like on Friday, which is great because, you know, it's like right on top of the feed. We don't have to go digging. But like every now and again, like on like a Monday or a Tuesday, I see somebody's submission. I'm like, <laughs> I just start laughing at work and it gives me joy. So thank you. Uh, I got a submission here from Crowloculus on Twitter was... at another oh, specter, uh, which I don't know if I've said it yet, but Crowloculus is new to the Discord. Thank you for that so much, and yeah. welcome to the team. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. I didn't message you in that in the Discord. My bad. <laughs> hey, uh, things are crazy right now, man. Crowloculus <laughs> suggests a game where you play as a customized animal, secret agent of the OWCA. To stop scientists and supervillains. What is the OWCA? I believe it stands for Operation With. <laughs> Organization without a cool acronym. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, you know what? I think it actually is That's... Organization with Cool Acronym. No, no, it's it's fu- it's from Phineas and Ferb, dude. It's Organization without a cool acronym. It's from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> So, oh, oh, that makes sense because of uh, Perry the Platypus. That, yeah. That, yeah. Okay, so who's our Perry the Platypus? Well, and I remember think that this is the wonderful thing. Uh, they were proposing, um, uh, the, the second half of this was basically Perry the Platypus versus Doofenshmirtz, the rogue light. Now, I've talked on this podcast before about how much I love rogue lights. I hate, mm-hmm. I hate rogues, rogue likes. Those games were like, Oh, you died, so you have to start over completely. But, like, if you Ooh. give me that gameplay loop and, like, there's something about it that, like, upgrades just a tiny bit every time, mm, delectable. So, basically, you, you can unlock animals. So, wait, hold on. I This just is, this is like Crawl, my guy, where you unlock new, like, demons, demon hosts as you, every time you play. You're damn right. And that's like also, crawl. like, a rogue-like, but it's not a rogue, like, say, well... Eh, the Gungeon I would consider a roguelike, but there definitely is progression between, like, each thing. Yeah, but there's progression of, like, you unlock stuff. Like, there's not, like, a... What's that word? Uh, extrinsic 
way of growth. Bro, that's too big a word for me. Basically, your character doesn't get any better every time you run through the loop. That's true. You have access to more. You just get access to more equipment. So are you saying... I like games that, that have that progression. I like I like knowing that when I run through this thing the 50th time, I'm going to kick ass way harder than the first time I did it. Mm, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a good aspect of any roguelike. You don't go into Moonlighter with, like, the same equipment each time. Yeah, you do. You, like, you... No, you, you get better swords, better... Yeah, but you get better swords and better armor. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Know, like, like, I, like I feel like every I feel like every rogue has that element. Like in Gungeon, you have better access to you can choose you can choose better starting equipment. You can unlock you can unlock new characters that'll sell you a gun right out of the gate. That's really good. Like, yeah, it's it's you. I don't know. I feel like that's just an element. I don't think I've ever played a rogue like where it's just no advancement whatsoever. Uh, Binding of Isaac. Right. You know, weirdly enough, I've never played Binding of Isaac. Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's right up here, Gibbs. Hold on. Come on. Come say hi to... Hi, Gibbs. You want to podcast with us? All right. All right. Come on. Say hello. So, here's the thing. You unlock Gibbs. Time to go kick in... Hey, Gibbs. Oh, no. <laughs> You've unlocked yeah? Gibbs. Now we have to go kick the yeah? butt of an evil scientist. How would Gibbs take on an evil scientist? What cool special abilities does Gibbs have? Step. He would use sleep. He would use sleep. <laughs> sleep can sleep, and then like the. Oh my god! He would smirks. pass out on them. He's so fucking huge. Okay, for those that are new to the podcast, uh, my cat's thirty pounds. That's just. It's not because he is a little overweight, but his breed is like, um, fucking just massive kind of cats. Uh, he would just pass out on them. Yeah. So we, he's the sleepy he, hero. Gib would have three skills. Skill one, scream. Skill two, snooze, and enemies would walk past them without even giving Gibbs a second thought. Skill three, uh -huh. a body check, where Gibbs just body slams somebody. Oh, actually, one thing he does that's really fucking cute. I'll talk about my cat all damn day. Um, Tell me about Gibbs' he likes skill. <laughs> he likes to hide in things, even though he's too big to hide in them. Um, so he like will put his head underneath me and try and fit the rest of his body, but he can't. And additionally, when he doesn't get his way, he'll he will literally headbutt you. Uh, there we go. So, That's what I'm saying, so, right? We now we know his three skills: one, snuzz; two, kapow; three, ah. Wait, and also, would you get armor upgrades? Because cats in armor, or dogs in armor, or a beaver no, in armor, you would only be able be to give Gibbs a hat. But I don't believe that there's any sort of skill based to the hat. I believe it's just for fashion. But then later uh, on in the game, maybe you unlock another animal. Maybe you unlock a dog mm -hmm. or a burb. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe a you burb. can unlock a Bentley. Unlock <laughs> a Bentley. Bentley for those Bentley new is to a cockatoo, is by the, the way. Cockatoo in Blake's home. Uh, for those of you new to the podcast, or for those for you who have listened to the podcast, it's that giant screaming fucking sound outside of my room. So we know that <laughs> Bentley's three skills would be flying, ah, uh, double plus, screaming, and, and also big claws and claw. Yeah, we mm -hmm. like. I love this idea of like this roguelike game where like you can go in, you'll find animals, you'll free them, you'll unlock them, so that you can choose to play as them the next mission. You can but change how the character's hat to how, show that you are a secret spy. How is this a game that shouldn't be made, though? Because this sounds like a game that would be fun to have. Mm. What makes this a game that you just wouldn't want to play? What would make me hate this game? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this game for this this pitch was like, hey, that's actually a fun game and I would want to play it. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. All right, bud. Let's hear your nug. We're at 40 minutes. All right. All right. We're at 40 minutes or we have 40 minutes? We are at 40 minutes. All right. I give you... uh... Oh, God. Hold on. I got to... I got (laughs) to... I guess. Uh, All right. Caleb at Busto314 on Twitter suggests a lore rich game where all of the lore is procedurally generated. AJ, I want to give you a quick pitch on what I think this game could be because I've been thinking about it all week. Okay. Do you ever think about how creepy and weird other people's search history is? What if you logged into a game where you have to go, where you are just put in a randomly generated world that is an amalgamation of everything that somebody random in the world has searched or something that they've commented on or liked on Twitter or upvoted on Reddit. What if it was just an amalgamation of everything in one place? Some things might be really cute. Like this, uh, uh, my friend who loves a lot of pink, all of her Tumblr is just like really fancy aesthetic pink things. That might be a fun world to go to and like discover. But what if, what if we go to... (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody kind of weird. Uh, here's my concern. Mm-hmm. I love where you're going with this. I love the idea. Here's here's my two concerns. One, mm-hmm. there's far too much overhead on us as the game studio to create this. Two, why? I mean, like it's randomly generated. It just it, Facebook has this engine already. No, 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 no. Like no. if they can send me ads targeted based off of something I searched three weeks ago. No, no, no. That's not what's could, the issue. The issue is like uh-huh. we have to create a world for all of these possible things. We have to create a pink mm. world, a green world, a blue world, a purple world for all of the no, nasty. AJ, things this is all randomly like. generated. It just takes it, like any road. Like you just build an engine that knows how to trans translate that information into physical things. We don't have to design these things. These, we just build our engine like any rogue. Like, do you think Gun- the people of Gungeon designed every level? No, they just designed the tiles that are then randomly Why assembled. I propose to you this idea. Mm. You know Watch Dogs. The game about, I, the game about hacking and how uh, you can hack things. And you're like uh-huh, a hacky uh-huh. boy. Yeah. And then there was Watch Dogs 2, which is like, oh, you're a hacky boy. But it's like, it's a little bit fun. Mm-hmm. And now we have Watchdogs three, still Watchdogging, where everyone's a Watchdog. <laughs> still, it's Watchdogs three, still dogging. <laughs> but one of the things about Watchdogs three that's been all hyped up is like you can play as anyone, right? You can play as any character. Hear me out. What if when you were trying to choose a character, that was somebody's real name with their real internet history all pulled up? Oh my god, so like your character and their stats, their abilities are all based off of somebody random on the internet. So the lore is still there, right? Like the way that Mm -hmm. you would know about every single character and know about like Blake's likes and dislikes is because Blake's Mm -hmm. likes and dislikes are publicly out there on his Twitter account. Well, so here's the thing. Okay, so now I'm just trying to think of what is the story? What is like... The, the the thing we're trying to do story is the, isn't necessary. It's the expanded lore that we can really have our way with. So it's based it, it, the the satisfaction comes from just discovering how horrible or mundane this person is. <laughs> the the pleasure comes from knowing the stranger's internet history. Yes. 
Okay, at the end of the game, would you find out who this person is? <laughs> it's it's right there. I think that it says their name, and it says their Twitter handle, and it has, like, a link to their LinkedIn account. Oh, my God. And then underneath that is, like, all of their search history and, like, the things that they've most recently interacted with, and it updates all the time. It is, like, a mm -hmm. real social feed, but for everything I've done. You know, because like oh you said, God. we're always selling our information. Ubisoft has this info on me. Well, Ubisoft could put this in the next next watchdogs. Okay. Okay. I Okay. That's interesting. So what would would you <laughs> If you sign up for it, is it is it like your actual info like people could steal your real life money? <laughs> because like, because i know that was like a thing you could do in the first one right where you can log in and like hey i need some money to buy something well, i don't believe that you ubisoft has person. access to my personal account information like my bank money but that would absolutely mm -hmm. be a concern for people that did sign up for ubisoft's <gasps> ubisoft AJ, player whatever it's called what if what if you did this like it's you got to give a little to get a little right so in this game you can actually f see other players and steal their in-game money. But to be able to steal in-game money, you have to have in-game money. So you got to make that you got to make that little investment of $20 for like 200 200 dog coins, watchdog coins, and then you can start using that as like kind of a gambling thing where you can go like steal you have to to steal you have to be vulnerable is okay, the is the idea. Here's where it gets better. Are you ready for uh -huh. this? The way that this mm -hmm. game works, it's watch it's watchdogs ask. You're in a, like a watchdogs area, you're in like a city. There's like a hundred other people in the game. You can hack into mm -hmm. other people's phone phones or whatever, and then you'll see like their name, like a Twitter handle, and then their search history. But you can do that mm -hmm. for every single like human model in the map. On the map, there are only like 50, 60, maybe 100 real players. So you're going mm -hmm. to see this internet history and this th tag and everything, and you have to make the decision of, is this a randomly generated uh, character bio or human bio of a real person in the world? So or is this actually somebody's real-life information that I need to kill? And then if you kill them, you get those $5. Okay, so but how is this... Does this operate like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, where like you can do blending in things? Yes. I'm, yes, of I, course I it works like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, where you can blend in and like Watch Dogs, yeah, where like, like a, there's a stealth mechanic yeah, and like there's like an auto I feel snag like, to the like Because I feel like just on how, on how a player character would move versus a like uh, like a normal ass AI character, it, you would um, automatically know. Yeah, we'll and... we'll have like the Assassin's Creed tech, where like you can just like press X to blend in and like walk around the city in the way that you want. But you are constantly trying to hack people's phones to find the real players based on their real search history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know what would be kind of cool too. So say you get the you get the Watchdog coins, and you can accumulate Please, them because there's watch like Dogecoin. Watch <laughs> okay, so you get watch Dogecoin, and it's a it's a gamble because if you have no money in your account, they some or if you have like a minuscule amount of money, a person might not go through the trouble of getting it. But the more money you have, the more of a target you become. And from but you and have it's gonna to be save up and obvious, right? Because like your search history is just gonna say how to farm Dogecoin, where to get mm -hmm. Dogecoin, best Dogecoin and, deals, and they're gonna be like, Jerry, and if you have. 
Well, the thing is, is like you need to save up to buy things. So like in Watch Dogs, you can buy a better gun, better car, better tech that makes like hacking easier potentially. So like there is a reason that you need to collect this currency that has to be real world dollars paid for. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so that way you have access to the cool shit so you can't buy like because like any like game like this you could just buy a skin like no you need to buy in-game currency and then hack other people to steal their currency to then afford dlc and then you need to get your character just buy the the currency store like the clothing skin store in the game world shit so like oh, shit, and then people can be camping it out carrying digital money on them that you and you could be mugged Oh, fuck. So, like, somebody can, like, somebody... I can picture this crazy thing of, like, people, like, camping outside of the co- of the cosmetic store. Yeah, but just, you, like, if they're camping by the cosmetic store, then, like, you know that, like, by the cosmetic store, there's going to be more players. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to be looking over there and being like, all right, nasty, nasty so, Bill, I see your search and, history. You've been a little bit frisky this afternoon. And You're probably and a real we, player. And then we do, you know what we do? Um, each crime gives you different amounts of watch dogecoin so like if you just go up and mug somebody you only get like a couple of like of watch doge bucks you don't because that's like that's such a lame crime but if you can do a thing where you actually can create your own heist in game that like sets up this player um like and maybe we set it up towards like you can build a like maybe this game operates off of con i've never played a Watch Dogs game so i'm just assuming here have you played the you grand theft build- auto online no, I, okay. I, I have never liked Grand Theft Auto. Because I'm imagining like, something say, like that, too. Well, because I'm thinking what you can do is, like, maybe there are these websites that you have access to on your phone there that are contracts. Some of them are fake contracts, while some of them are real. And that's how you get people to, like, trick people into giving you coinage. So, like, you can, like, me as a player, I can be like, okay, I'm going to set up this contract I want to steal from this company. So like this player has to go through all of these hoops, um, thinking they're on a real mission that's going to get paid out, but, but it like ends in them getting swindled. So you're proposing character generated missions. Yeah. Like something to add to it because, okay, you know, I like this because then we can mm. say like, let's say that like, I know that there's a mission that you can do where you get a really, really cool gun. And I didn't like, Mm. I'll throw in two watch doge coins if someone does that. But then like, Mm -hmm. and so somebody takes that mission, but little do they know that I'm actually putting up a mission, but Blake has set up a scam. Mm -hmm. That results in like, you losing out not only on those two Doge coins, but even more. All right, I'm so going like, to add this to... rule to it really quick. Mm-hmm. You can see who posted the job, and you see their internet history as well, so you have something to base off of whether or not you trust oh, that person or not. Oh, shit. Like, that's so you the gotta, other like, thing that I want to I... do. Everybody's going to be making accusations about the kind of person somebody is based on their watch history and their like history oh, my God. that they see you... through the in-game engine. Like, There's... I'm going to see somebody and be like, I really am not comfortable with the fact that they Googled Sonic the Hedgehog so many times in the last 24 hours. <laughs> this is probably a kid and he's probably setting nope. me up to murder me at the end of the mission. <laughs> okay, sweet. And then there has to be like some 
elements of like building like maybe you can build your own base that like <gasps> you can build a secret base and if somebody finds it like so there's like some people who just hunt down secret bases <laughs> and that's their they go to rob secret they go to like loot secret bases so you can play the game that way you can do like just you're a, a person who mugs other players out on the street you go by mugging i mean like you have a gunfight and if you lose the gunfight you, you i want to talk really quick about what happens i i want one more piece of dirt and grime on this because like mm -hmm. while this is very good i feel like one thing we're not playing into enough is the stakes right because i mm -hmm. can play this game and just say i'm not gonna put in five dollars worth of doge bucks i'm just gonna yes. play this video game and kill people and run around uh-huh so i think that the catch is that you can't just be in the game everyone has to have a little bit of skin in the game mm -hmm. and that skin in the game is that when you die any social that Ubisoft can see that you have will post up your watch history. So if you're <laughs> and not not just like your search history, I'm talking like your watch history, whatever you've like watched your, your Amazon purchase history, your, ooh, or maybe like, it is your Amazon purchase history. It's like just some like I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out something where like it, I don't know if like somebody saw my search history, I wouldn't be. Crazy but what about, about your it? watch like, history? The last eight that, things. What, that, what are the last eight even, things you've watched on the internet? Uh, it was just like a fucking playlist of of uh, of what's that one? The Killers. That's that was like the last thing I was watching. Like, is that really all that important? No, you know I, I guess mean? not. Yeah. How, so, how do how do we get the dirtiest dirt on someone? So what if you got doxed? Just hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> a light, playful doxing. Like a playful doxing. Like people found your phone number. Like or a something. fun doxing, you know, not like a real <laughs> bad one. Okay. Okay. Here's here's the thing. So what we do if we're if we're if we're you totally not Ubisoft, um, you put in you to sign up and play this game. You have to put in your phone number, your real ass phone number. But when you die, it's it it gives the players access to a another phone number that just sends messages directly to your real phone. So they don't get your real number, but they definitely get access get, have a way to send you dumb voice things. So like you get you just get prank. <laughs> I think I got it. All right, please thank you. Mine was so fucking middle school. I, I didn't know if I was, we were gonna dig out of that hole. So thank you. Every time you kill a player, you get a personal message. That personal message is one character to a complete doxing. Oh fuck! So, <laughs> dude, all of the like kid. No, I'm not you saying that this is like the no. full thing. It's not even like a full word. It is a one character. Think about how many characters are in your full address. Probably like at least 27. Yeah, but also think of like your nat your KD ratio. Like I'm playing the Hunt Showdown. I've d I've died at least 20 times. Then you better in this hope game. that you were not killed by the same one person 20 times. Oh fuck! And. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They get one See, character. I hate I hate this because I can very much picture like there's this one character who's fucked up so many people in the community that the community gets together <laughs> just specifically to hunt this guy down and dox the shit out of them. <laughs> but the power of Ubisoft and our very angry community, we will dox this guy. So <laughs> Just don't be a piece of shit. Um, I can also picture that being abused very heavily. But you know who I picture playing this fucking game? There was this kid I knew in middle school. No, not 
in like high school. It was like freshman year of high school. And one day he and I were just sitting on a bench, like waiting for our parents to pick us up. And he went into this full thing of like, yeah, I'm totally an anonymous. I'm an anonymous. I'm on a federal watch list. I'm picturing it's a lot of those guys and that's that are exactly like, I'm on a watch list. This fucking PVP watchdogs game. People, I'm, I'm on a watch cool list. <laughs> cool hackers but here's the thing if you give a cool wannabe hacker the ability to dox somebody they become a hacker so like that's the that's the allure that's the that's the juiciness it's like oh fuck if i actually get this ability i can finally call myself a hacker for real if i'm good at video games it's like it's so being a hacker it's so fucking dumb and shouldn't be made i'm very happy about that all right, all right, all right. Let's discuss our nug, then we choose our bosses, and, and then we go. I think this is the nug. No, I think Elder Scrolls, dude. Elder Scrolls Six. Hmm. Okay, is it is it Elder Scrolls? Uh, is it Elder Scrolls Seven or Elder Scrolls Six? I've I have no it's idea. It's Elder Scrolls Six, Skyrim Two. Okay, <laughs> okay. So we doing modded yeah, out which, Elder Scrolls Six. Which one do we want to do more? A PvP game that can accidentally Doge. lead to the doxing of somebody based on the fact that every decision that will be made is based on your visual, like decision on their search internet history. Uh huh. Or do we want to create a video game that crashes so often that you have no option but to pay Bethesda more money to fix their shit? I want to do Elder Scrolls Six primarily because I feel. I feel like we just, I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be funny. I feel like it would be fun to turn into a trailer. I think it just would be a very, very good time. My concern with following uh -huh. the thread of Elder Scrolls 6 uh -huh. is I don't know where to take it. We've created a game that is dog shit and you have to pay Bethesda to fix it, which I think was already done on Fallout 76. Mm, okay. So, okay. So... What do you I think want? I want to hunt you down in a PvP arena 37 times so that I can get your your mother's maiden name, <laughs> the name of your first pet, your address, <laughs> your zip code, and your email address. All right, all right, we're, I, I I will do it on one condition. What's that? We call it we call it Watch Doge. <laughs> watch doge yes like, doxing what i love about this game is like it's so built into everything right it's built into your like bitcoin stuff on the side it's built into your uh -huh. financial like revenue stream it's built into mm -hmm. your socials it's built into like you could potentially play this game and make enough money to buy the next assassin's creed game this will be a ubisoft deal mm-hmm <laughs> But what I also love about it is the fact that every decision is going to be based on knowing somebody's search history. So, okay. All right. I'm into like, it. I think I'm going to should... see somebody walking on the street and I'm going to see they have $4 to their name and I'm going to be like, ah, do I want to kill them or not? And then I'm going to see that they said, <laughs> and then I'm going to look up on their thing and the, their search history says how to pull off 360 no scopes in watch, watch doge. I'm going to be like, oh shit, he's studied. He's, he knows how to play. Yeah. I'm not going to try to shoot that man because they know how to do a 360 no scope and watch dash. Oh. Wait, AJ, AJ, I have something that'll make this way fucking better. I have, I have it. I have it. I you have, have one it, more have wrinkle. It. So I have one more wrinkle. So, um, in right now, this operates a lot like, uh, about like fallout 76 with the nuclear codes. I don't know if you read much of that, but in 76, you can kill specific ghouls that have a piece of a, launch code that you, if you collect all of them 
in that set, you can then launch a nuke wherever you want. Mm-hmm. The thing I've always hated about that system is if I kill somebody, I should get their fucking launch codes. So if <laughs> I kill somebody, I get all of their doxing information. And then I can go out of my way to go hunt down the rest of that code so I can dox a fucker. That's what I want to do. What I love about this also is this proposes the idea that somebody's go like, yes. And here's the reason why I love that. Mm-hmm. This proposes the idea that doxing, if somebody does not do a full run, it becomes optional. There's the possibility mm-hmm. that somebody's going to kill somebody and then decide, I don't want these dox notes. And mm-hmm. those dox mm-hmm. notes are lost to time. Mm-hmm. So when you die, you lose all of the doxing bits that you had, as well as a, you get a piece of your dox taken away, So too. this game is a tool that you can use to dox somebody, but it is an arduous task. It is mm-hmm. so difficult to get to the point where you can dock <laughs> also, somebody. Also, it adds a little bit. It adds just, I mean, of course, whenever you die, there is the threat of getting doxed yourself. But having <laughs> other people's doxes that you've been slowly just just mining a little way at, just getting little chips here and there because you want to dox the fucker across the street. You got to... Like, <laughs> God, how many vendettas are going to happen to be like, oh, oh, fuck, that that kid I hate from high school plays this game now? Oh, fuck, uh, he's saying goodbye to everything. What I love about this is the fact that you would know that the person that used th- that bugged you in high school plays this video game, but you would not know their address so you could dox them yourself. <laughs> fuck, nah, man, I wanted it to be arduous. I don't want I don't want solutions to be simple. That's not that's not what we do here. <laughs> you want that person to know every time that they are being killed that they are yeah, one letter they wa- closer. I, I, I want those fuckers to know how much of my life I wasted to get. <laughs> to get to this point oh also just just to make sure that we're like not creating anything too malicious um mm-hmm. all of the characters are given to you at random so that you know when you have every character but they aren't in the correct order so then you have to jumble them around like some sort of horrible riddle oh okay so it's it's just basically it's ciphered a little bit yeah it's ciphered a little bit i'm not going to give ah. somebody the everything but they're gonna get all the things like seven five q p s so you know be so fucking funny it's actually the information that's given to you it'll let you know when it's complete but then you actually have to use real life hacker things to decode it <laughs> so like you actually, you actually have to speak like computer language i think it's like uh it's like c plus plus or it's like what you have to know computing language to unwrap this coded gift <laughs> fuck yeah all right fuck yeah all right so do are we gonna do bosses i don't think we are i don't really know where a boss would fit in this game well i i have an idea i would like to use all right what do you got it's this is definitely more cosmetic because like i'm because we taught we touched on it a little bit but maybe the bosses are things that can be thing are things that you can buy with your doge coin okay so zendrica suggests uh an 80 year old bugs bunny so mascot costumes are really popular but you know what isn't old mascot costumes <laughs> so you're just walking around in like an old crusty old mascot costume and i think that'd be a lot of fun oh what i really like this comes from our patreon user n64 fan a guy trying to make your casual game overly competitive <laughs> i hate to break it to you but that's the game that is that's the what's game. happened <laughs> the, the, we've built a game that is co- surrounded around the desperation of trying not to let it become a competitive experience 
Oh god! Actually, Mel bent, built off of that. The uh, they were they retweeted something from Deep Leffen. The worst part about having elite gamer genes is losing all your friends because you're not physically capable of playing a game casually. <laughs> so, so this game is about destroying relationships. It's like you and me are like me and me and AJ, best buds, inseparable. Get on a game together because we want to spend time. But it just it just devolves into you and me trying to dox each other. AJ. Yeah, it's going to Our be friendship really difficult is ruined. for you to have a friendship with me knowing that I have all of the characters needed to dox you. And the second I'm able to decipher where all of this goes, ooh, you're getting it. Just, oh, God. Also, I will I'm post at- screenshots every time I see in-game that your search history is a little bit risque. <laughs> and that, how weird do you think that would be? Oh, we're like, going to see like- someone's porn search. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, just I'm trying to think of, like, the real-world ramifications of this, of, like, you search things in your own time and confidence because you don't give a shit. Yeah. But, like, how would our world function if I could walk up to somebody that I've never met before and I know their search history before I even share a word with them? And that's what like, this how would I test. judge people? It's going to be, like, like how- you're going to judge how to interact with these people in-game based only on their search history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like That's I already said, I'm not going to trust cool somebody that has Sonic the Hedgehog Googled in eight different variants. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not going to fuck with that. You could also tell how often. No, you know what? Also, because I don't want to give away what they did in incognito mode, but it keeps track of how many times they went into incognito <laughs> mode. It counts the tabs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's called the incognito counter and it's like it's always displayed like at like at the bottom corner of any time you look at somebody's profile is it a total counter or does it count like average in the last week no it's like a total counter it like it looks at well actually it's something you can expand so it's like yes you can look it shows you the total but then it can also give you the averages so like in this past week they were incognito mode at strangely uh, 8 p.m. every night, they just went to incognito mode, and then their search history stopped until like the following morning. <laughs> Don't know why, but they did. <laughs> they didn't want anybody knowing about their bedtime stories, <laughs> about their bedtime playlist. They're pi- they're in incognito mode, pirating. If you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> that or at 8 p.m. Oh. every night, they're studying how to do a 360 no scope in Watch Doge, and they don't want oh. people knowing about it. <laughs> They're taking secret oh, karate lessons. We have to do things that incentivize you to use incognito mode, even though you're not doing it for nasty things. I think that, like, well, that, that's just it, right? Does like, anybody if, use incognito mode for not nasty things now that I think about it? Um, probably not. I have never used it, like, like ever. If I've, like, shared a laptop with someone and I was trying to buy a gift, I might oh. use it. But that exists uh, okay. in the in the reality in which me and anyone doesn't own their own laptop. That's true. <laughs> or a phone. All right, that's a game. That's a game. That's a game. That's a game. Okay. Oh, oh, that's right. We call it Watch Doge. <laughs> Do we call it Watch Doge or Watch Doge Coin? I think just Watch Doge. Watch Doge. I love it. <laughs> that's a game. All right, are you ready for patch notes? Yeah, I'm ready for patch notes. Sweet. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Patch Notes. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you had as great of a time as Blake and I did. Really quick, uh, we, as always around here, we've got some things that we want to put some highlights to. And for this week, it's about the USPS. 
uh, during the COVID uh, pandemic and through all of this, the USPS didn't get the service and assistance that they needed. And they're kind of on the ropes with funding. And so there's a lot of talk about what we can do to help them out. I'm happy to let you all know that there's actually a really, really ballin' uh, merch store on the USPS site. They have some really, really Wait, cool t-shirts and really, really cool they long have, sleeves. They have t-shirts? What? So they had this crop top that people blew up on Twitter about because it looked very good and I almost bought one. But then they also have this like really good uh, I Want You stamp tees uh long sleeve they have this really good uh like hoodie that's like red white and then blue it's like for a 20th or 100th anniversary airmail sweater their clothes in there are actually really good looking uh and it's a really good way to support the usps so definitely well holy shit this envelope crop top is pretty spent oh it's discontinued fuck it's discontinued and out of stock this is aesthetic as shit. What the fuck? Yeah, no, there's the colors. Everything about this is radical, actually. <laughs> Just look around their shop. Their clothes what? are actually really dope. Uh, there's this yellow t- uh, long sleeve in there that has like uh, black text the blue, along the, the blue side. Eagle on it. Yeah. Yeah, the one. Ooh, like the distressed. Hell yeah. Hey, man, that's a great cause. I think that's pretty fucking rad. Thanks. Uh, as far as me, I'm born old. Just got to get the podcast stuff out there. If you like this show and want to support it, come check us out on Patreon. We just did our bonus episode a little while back, and we have some other things in the works that we are going to start doing. So if you would like to join in on that and on our Discord, I believe we're going to try and do a gaming session with the Discord this week. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see co- how the COVID has made things very difficult and <laughs> discombobulated for organizing things, but we appreciate uh, you guys for sticking sticking it out with us. <laughs> yeah, it means a whole lot, and we're going to be getting back into finding a tempo there. Uh, I think that up until now, we kind of had this idea that, you know, if we were just going to hold out until things got back to normal, but it looks like, <laughs> looks like we need to just plan like this for a while. Yeah, it's like, and it's a bummer, you know, but like, you know, this has to be kind of our normal for a little bit, but we're going to make it fun. New, new normals don't mean things have to stop. Yeah. You just got to like adapt and change and build it to be, to work in the new world. And that's what we got to do. We're going to do some dope shit with all of y'all. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. As always, our intro and outro music is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I have been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games. That should not be made! Fuck yeah, we earned that title. We earned that this week.